What is up, guys, and welcome, welcome back to the spaceship. I've been out for a while. Um, I've been busy doing Army stuff, training, and whatnot, but man, it's good to be back and good to be uh, with you people. How awesome. Um, anyways, um, without further ado, I had the awesome pleasure of speaking to um, Michael Dinning. Michael um, grew up in the same part of town as I did up. Uh, as I grew up, sorry, and um, he uh, got involved in drugs and crime and ultimately leading him to prison. And we talk about his, he's out now and doing great. And uh, we talk about his life and what led him up to going to prison and um, all the things he's been through, stuff he experienced inside. And what an awesome, awesome conversation we had. I really hope you guys enjoy, and here we go. Like, I don't know if you remember a dude we went to school with. His name was Curtis Carvel. You might remember him, you might not. Mm-hmm. He was a little younger, but I was playing Call of Duty with that guy. We had a fucking, not, you know, we had a long, crazy conversation, too, about all this shit. So I kind of yeah. had a little practice last night. So. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's that's kind of why I like to, like, I'll call people before, like, I even, uh, even have them on. Because, like, it helps, like kind of like you said talking to somebody last night about it like already knowing right. like questions to ask things to talk about right. but but um yeah man um are we, so we're we also going to talk about your twitch stuff too right okay yeah 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 we're, yeah we can do that yeah we can do all that hell yeah that's I, what i, I want to get lo- into like just where i'm at now and where like my mental state or the mm-hmm. my state of mind is now and just to yeah dude that would be right. awesome yeah, I want to. I definitely want to hear about that and what you're doing with your your Twitch stuff. But um, cool man. What, what there's a lot of shit I'd like to go on with that because there's a program called Pipeline that yeah. I do. It's like a, it's like it's not only an entrepreneurship program. It's it's like a mentorship program. Okay. You know because I look at, I I want to have a platform, yeah, and all that, but. You know, it's also like eventually, maybe in a few years, it's going to lead me to a business. Yeah. And there's this thing that I invested in called Pipeline. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you've heard of Stone Mountain 64 or Mm -hmm. he's a Facebook gamer. He does a Call of Duty shit. Warzone, all that. He's he's a real big one, but he's the one that started the program. And um, so basically like a a few times a month, you'll have like one-on-ones with like... Mm -hmm prominent twitch and uh youtube and facebook streamers and they yeah. like talk to you and they you know you get discounts on equipment it's, it's crazy but but we're, we'll get yeah. we'll get all into that bro but yeah i really want to dive into all that shit and just yeah. show people what it's hell about. yeah hell yeah i i'd love to hear it you um you want to you want to go ahead and start with uh your story and like how how yeah. you got from a to b yeah Cause bro, like I remember, right, like me... I remember, bro, like uh, like it was yesterday. Like I remember being over on like that that neighborhood right across the street from Fossil Ridge and seeing you running around right. there. And then it was, uh, 
and then I think I can't remember when I first heard um, and I think honestly no one like officially told me I think it just was like maybe Cody or someone someone we knew mutually or in one of those crowds had mentioned right. it and I didn't think anything of it because I, I bro I left as soon as I graduated high school I left when the army and left. right 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 and I was gone so I was out the loop on a lot of shit and when I heard I was just like damn that's that's fucking crazy it might have been through I don't know if you're still in contact with Corey Ryan yeah this probably was Corey. I still fucked with him I talked to him all the time throughout the years mm-hmm. great guy might have been through him yeah he's a very good dude yeah um but yeah I mean back then I was still like you know I smoked a little weed or whatever and um, you know, skateboarded. I was really into all that shit. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, you know, that crowd was really cool. You know, that everyone kind of taught me how to be a man, you know, the older kids around the block. And um, I don't know. I really, dude, I couldn't really tell you where it started or how it started or where mm-hmm. just like I started going down. Yeah. But I mean, Back then in Ridge, dude, there's a lot of shit people don't realize, bro. Ridge and Central, them schools were full of drugs, bro. Yeah. A lot of fucking kids doing drugs, like rolling, like on that, on ecstasy and shit. I guess that's where it started with me is I started, you know, rolling, going to raves and doing dumb shit like that. And then I started getting into selling that shit to support my lifestyle but I was a kid, bro, and um, made a lot of poor decisions. Um, mm-hmm. Went to rehab a couple times because my parents clearly see me spiraling down, bro. You know, I was fucking like blacking out and shit. Yeah. And um, so I went to rehab a couple times and um, somehow it just transpired from just rolling and smoking pot and drinking with my friends to like doing harder drugs. And I don't yeah. know just what the I really don't it might have been it it very possibly well was the people bro because Mm -hmm. um you know the biggest change in my life now is has been to remove those people from my life which has been something that has been very difficult to do over the years which is I I couldn't tell you why either you know any sane person be like well why don't you just do this and do that and you know Yeah, I've always said, well, if it was that easy, especially for me and other people, it had been done, you know, yeah. years ago. But back to what I was saying, you know, it, it and it went from and this is a lot of kids around here, bro. Like there's a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to put names out there, but a lot of people you and me know, bro. Yeah. That got on heroin and, yeah, you know, ripped a homegirl. You know who I'm talking about that passed away yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. You know. And yeah, that was really that, sad. That, that was rough. I was just talking because I was really close with her, man. Like, uh, yeah, I was I was talking to a, a buddy um, the other day about it. And I was like, that shit really fucking hit different because like, like I said, man, I remember like the other day just being with her. And like when I first met that chick, man, she uh, she was like a hardcore Christian and very anti all right. that shit. And it's mm-hmm. it, it just took a turn for the worst and to the other extreme of, of things. And it just like, yeah, that shit, that shit was not fun. That, that she was yeah, not that, cool, cool at all and, and i've heard a lot of shady shit that went down around people taking advantage of her and stuff and it's it's kind of yeah. fucked up it's real fucked up and uh using people for rides and money and shit it's it's a fucked up world bro and a lot yeah. of people and um and ended up with the shit end of the stick 
from and it wasn't like all of us when we were kids obviously didn't think that you know we were going to end up addicted or in prison or yeah you know yeah. dealing with all this shit but it happened and you know over the past four years alone i've lost five six friends that you know i grew up with known mm -hmm. forever yeah you know and I, I don't understand, like, and it was like it all happened at the same time, like with me and a lot of people around here, you know, and a lot of people, bro, I'm not just not a handful, I'm talking about a lot of people dabbled in shit a long time ago, bro, Yeah, you know, and it was all in that time frame where when it started, some people got out of it, some people didn't, mm -hmm. um, and I just, uh, I got, I got real deep into that shit, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm I'll never hold it against people for like um distancing themselves from me or anything but I lost a lot of friends I lost a lot of just and I just started to feel like I had nothing to lose after a while yeah you know my family was you know they were sick of my shit you know my friends and you know people I you know I don't know if you remember Hamilton and uh remember dude Hamilton Mahano that sounds really from that curly man. ass hair. I pro probably would if I seen him, man. My memory One sucks of my too, best bro. Friends was like, dude, yeah, I swear, bro. He used to hang out with us all the time. Us, mm -hmm. him, Jeff Meyer used to hang out mm -hmm. with us. Zach, Lincoln I remember Jeff at, at uh at John Carlos house. Yep, yep, yep. And um, you know, I lost all them people, bro. And these yeah. people I grew up with, and I mean. And to think back, you know, they all did so much for me, bro. Everybody mm -hmm. has. Yeah. Everybody. And I'm the lucky one mm -hmm. to have been able to have a support system the way that I have, like have been able to have people around me. Yeah. All the people that I know that have spiraled down their holes, man, don't yeah. have a support system. Yeah. They don't have that. And I know we talked about that last time and we had another mutual friend that Right. Ended up in the prison system and using drugs and stuff. And you had pretty right. much told him like, Hey, well, we can say his nickname because no one's going to know except people that were in that circle, egg right. roll, egg roll. Right. Uh, he, he ended up like in a real, like from what you told me, like that shit broke my heart, bro, for real, because me and egg roll were real close. Like that yeah. was, that was one of my dudes. He had just in... done six years, bro. He just did six flat. He didn't yeah. come home. He did six yeah. flat. I've seen him, me and him were on the same unit briefly. Um, shit, it was maybe four or five years ago. We were on mm -hmm. the same unit briefly, maybe for eight months. It was a transfer facility. Dude, that, that must be a trip too. Like you it, were it is, the, dude. That, that would have like fucked my head up a little bit. Been like it is. I've done other. county time with him. Like oh, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been in and out, you know, so it's not a it's not a surprise that you know we would run into each other because yeah. we were both in the same shit yeah. back then but he did way more serious shit and he was just real deep and it's that reoccurring pattern bro it's like mm -hmm. he got out did all that time flat yeah and i got him a job dude literally he had been out two or three days bro i got him yeah. a job um tried to get him working and shit and his toxic energy ended up conflicting with what I was trying to do. 
Yeah. And I was already coming off of, um, you know, dude, like dealing with my own shit. And I was finally in the right, 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 the right place, the right mindset. I was about to get a promotion at my job. And yeah. this dude started spiraling, bro. And he brought me down with him for a little bit. And I had to, I had to distance myself from him. And, yeah. you know, the thing about addicts, bro, is they try and make everyone feel bad for not wanting to, or it's like a codependency type thing. I can't really explain it. Like he was trying to make me feel like a bad person because I wanted to do the right thing. Mm. And that's not just him a yeah. lot. I even did that, you know, yeah. it's like a manipulation type thing. Yeah. But yeah. And now after all that, you know, after all that shit, now he's looking at basically a life sentence. Oh, man. I mean, if you look at 30, 40 years, that's a life sentence to me. Yeah. I'm being there for a very long time, bro. He's going to be, next time I see him, I'll probably be 40 or 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's if he gets out. That's it. That Yeah. That's if you don't kill someone in there or do something stupid. Mm -hmm. Man. You know like, what I, I mean? Can't... Yeah, I can't, I can't even, like, begin to imagine that shit, because, like. You, well, you would never crazy. think of that when you were a kid. No. Or, you know, like, I was, would never think that, you know, like, even with all y'all, like, you know, I'm, like, the only dude out of all, everyone went straight, dude. Jeff, <laughs> you've got a kid, mm -hmm. you know, it's just my, like self-loathing or my hatred for myself and i don't know man it brings you down bro and that's you know and you become you're not only in prison like even when you're locked up bro your mind is a prison bro locked yeah. up or not yeah it is bro and mine was for a very long time bro a very mm -hmm. long time and, and it you started know. from childhood bro it started from mm -hmm. high school mm -hmm. you know and I like my upbringing, like I was saying earlier, I was right. I was brought up on a good family. My mother always worked, um, you know, had a badass daycare service when we moved mm -hmm. to Keller, was making big money. My dad was a cop, mm -hmm. you know, he was a sergeant out in Dallas. There was no reason why I should have been the way mm -hmm. that I was. But when people mm -hmm. tell you like, oh, well, your parents raised you wrong. So that's yeah, what, that's that's a false statement, bro. Yeah, that's false. Because yeah. I had the perfect upbringing. I was yeah. got everything I wanted and I made the choices in my life and I wasn't thinking about the consequences. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, uh, I, I really, I don't think anyone does, bro. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And when you're young, dude, cause like, it's easy for like, cause like I went against my parents a lot and I had a great upbringing as well. And like, there were certain things like I just didn't, I was so young, my brain wasn't developed and I didn't see the bigger picture then. So when there was like, right they were, they were doubling down on like me getting in trouble. Then I was like doubling down on doing more bad. Shit. Right. So, right. so it was like, I, I completely get it. It's uh, and it's a slippery slope when we start talking about drugs and um, a bunch of other shit and that can transpire into a whole nother fucking game. And uh, right. I, it's, it's a, it's a risky fucking business. And when it's you say Russian things, roulette, bro, for sure. And when you say things like um, central and, uh, Fossil Ridge were like big places where drugs were flowing, flowing through, you know, you mix that in with a little bit of adolescence and, you know, not giving a fuck, it, it can turn into a whole nother thing. 
and, um, and I, very dangerous shit. Yes, sir. I mean, and, and I mean, if you think about it like this, bro, all these people that we were, you know, using with mm-hmm. all these people, I went to, bro, I was, I was raised here. I've been here my whole life. You yeah. know what I mean? So all these people I'm doing and using drugs with and committing crimes and doing shit with, mm-hmm. I've been friends with my whole life. You get what yeah. I'm quote unquote friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it created like this illusion that, you know, we cared for each other or we had yeah. each other's best interests at, at yeah. heart and we used that against each other. Everyone yeah. did. And it's, you know, even with Eric, bro, or yeah. Egg bro, bro, you know, it's the same shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, um, my grandfather told me this long ago, I was getting in trouble at the time. And he pretty much told me, he said, show me who you, your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Right. Uh, and like, I just didn't give a fuck about that statement back then, but how fucking true nope. is it now? It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's true. It's fundamental. It's the number one, bro. Like I didn't start changing and I didn't really start adapting a different uh, state of mind until I literally just got rid of all them people, bro. Like not even a, not even a, a little, mm-hmm. not even any type of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody that was affiliated with anything, bro, I removed from my life. And since that point, I'll tell you what, bro, my life has changed. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So what was the shift? Where where did it go from from drugs to crime to to prison? All that was when I was a kid, bro. Mm -hmm. When I went to prison, I was 18 years old. I started... When I was a kid, bro, I started doing heroin. I was maybe be, bro, probably 17, okay? And I wasn't like, and I was, you know, I was IV, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, you know, we jumped into it early, bro. And Mm -hmm. there's just no, you know, no regard for my life at that point. You know, I just didn't give a fuck what I was rolling in. And so was all the people around me, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, I was hanging out with like, you know, fucking, uh, you know, separatists and shit back then, like AB and all that shit and just mm-hmm. stealing cars and fucking, you know, taking them to chop shops, breaking into cars. And I was doing all of that only to support a habit. Mm-hmm. That's it. I only mm-hmm. met these people because they would get it for me. And then in turn, they used me because I was good at doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And it created this perpetual, never-ending fucking cycle of just, just darkness, bro. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's that's yeah. fucking crazy that someone would do that to kid, like a seven, 17 year old. Like, that's it's fucked. It's like was, how how do you do that to a kid? Like drugs, bro. Like me and my homeboy talk about like drugs. Mm-hmm. It, it, that if you ask me, drugs is the epitome of it's it, it's they're evil bro it's evil mm-hmm. narcotics brings out the worst in people bro and mm-hmm. it, it does but motherfuckers mm-hmm. sell their baby for some crack or yeah. sell their you know sell their ass for a hit of shit you know and i was committing crimes i was breaking into cars stealing cars mm-hmm. and all only to support a habit like i wasn't like affiliated with anything i just had a connection yeah. You know, and um, 
I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, dude. And these dudes were, these people were using me to, you know, do the shit that they didn't want to do. And I ended up getting caught. Mm-hmm. I had stole a Pontiac G6 out of this dude's garage. And they told me the keys would be in the car, right? And I was already breaking into cars that night to get my own money, like my own. So I'd have my own shit, right? But I was supposed to bring this shit. But it was loud when I started the car. It was extremely loud. It like rumbled. And I was like, oh, shit, this dude's going to know. So I'm pulling out, driving away. And um, I don't make it out of, you know, where that 7-Eleven is and all that? Where at? Uh, North Tarrant. Yes, sir. Yes. Like yes, yeah, North Tarrant. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I ended up, long story short, the police find me, and I ended up, I just hit the gas, bro. I just, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Take off, right? And at that point, bro, like, I had nothing to lose, bro. You know, yeah. I wasn't living at home. Uh, you know, I was strung out and, you know, just, I wanted to, I don't know. I was hoping that I get in a wreck or that, you know, getting a shootout, some like Bonnie and Clyde shit or something, you mm-hmm. know, but they spiked me. I fucking, I veer off to the side in this ravine and I, I, I hit a car. And then I get out of the car and I take off on foot. And these two cops chase me and one of them tases me. And that's a wrap. So they put me in the car, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was on probation, bro. This is just how crazy my mindset was back then. Was already on a felony probation. I had got my first felony when I was 18. Right? Mm -hmm. And got on probation for it, luckily. And um, my parents paid for the lawyers. This was the first time that they had really, you know, helped me out. The first mm-hmm. and only time. Let's let's get that clear. <laughs> but, uh, you know, five months later, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer keeps saying, don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Yeah. So I catch, I catch three new felonies on top of this one. Run, evading arrest, theft of a vehicle, and uh, uh, unauthorized use of, or a, two evading arrests, excuse me, and theft of a vehicle. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. By the time I get to county, deal with the court, get out of there, and head to prison, I was 19. Well, barely about to turn 19, excuse me. And, um, I get to Abilene, which is their diagnostic, it's their intake unit. And um, I was terrified, bro, because in county, yeah. everyone's telling me I'm going to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And I'm the suburb kid, bro. And they're telling me, like, you know, I'm going to do all this shit. And I'm like, I only got two years, bro. Like, I got lucky, man. I really did. I only mm-hmm. got two years for all that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew I was going to make parole because it was nonviolent. Mm-hmm. you know petty crime and you know i wasn't stupid my dad was a cop bro so i'm not like buying into all this shit that people are telling me you yeah know, i wasn't I, you know i was like bro like you know so i get there and um it wasn't what i thought it was you know mm-hmm. that place that i went to the first one in middle 
in Abilene, um, it was like county, really. Mm-hmm. It you know people are just going there and they're getting classified and they're figuring out where they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to go in there and like you know my my anxiety. I tried to go in there and get on like medicine, bro. See if they yeah. put me on anxiety medicine or something. Mm-hmm. And um, what I was going to do was sell the pills because my parents weren't, my parents didn't talk to me, bro. They didn't really write me. Yeah. Um, they didn't really fuck with me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, at first, this time they wrote me twice. Okay. Twice. That's it. The first time they sent me $20 when I got there and I spent all that on fucking soap and deodorant, bro. I shit you not. <laughs> no food, just mm-hmm. fucking hygiene. And, Mm -hmm. um, uh, so uh, I wanted to sell medicine in there Mm because people would buy psych meds and they will Mm -hmm. snort them in prison. It is very weird. Mm -hmm. Like Zoloft and Wilbutrin. It's very, I, I, it never made sense to me, Mm -hmm. but so what happened, right. Is me doing that. They end up classifying me to a, uh, a psych farm that they've, they changed it into a, a pill window farm is what we call it. Yeah. And, um, which was Smith and La Mesa. It's real yeah. close to New Mexico, in the middle of the fucking desert, close to like Lubbock and Plainview and all that. Middle of fucking nowhere, bro. Okay. And that, uh, people were telling me about how like it had the biggest riot in Texas history in 2001. Yeah, the fucking National Guard came and all this shit. So, I'm I'm shitting myself at this point, bro. Because this is the actual we call them a farm, bro. You get your two man cells, you have your big tiers and shit, your cell blocks and all that. It was legit, bro. It was mm-hmm. legit. So I was pretty fucking nervous, and I'm this skinny white kid fucking from Keller, Texas, with mm-hmm. two years about to go to a fucking you know. So it was yeah. pretty nerve wracking, and uh. That's when all the decisions that I made in my life really started to kind of bounce around in my head. Like, yeah. well, you know, is it worth it? You know, yeah. Cause the bus yeah. ride from, you know, and this is the, this is just how dehumanizing and shit prison is. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to get on that bus, they strip us all ass naked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And line us up in about five lines mm-hmm. and go and each line. They'll have a standout do the whole thing, lift our nuts, mm-hmm. spread our butt cheeks, do all that dumb shit. And then you're surrounded by a bunch of other naked grown ass men, bro. And you're standing yeah. there for fucking two, three hours, bro. Yeah. It takes you forever. Cause while they're doing that, they're fucking like filling out your paperwork and shit, mm-hmm. man, it's fucking annoying doing all that shit. You'll be in your underwear for God knows how long, bro. You know? And then you get handcuffed to another dude. Okay. And you better hope you better fucking shit before you get on that fucking bus because yeah, you have to shit and you're handcuffed to like a convict. You're probably going to get slapped. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had terminologies. You had convicts and you had inmates, dude. The cons yeah. were people that, you know, did the time, you know, they didn't mm-hmm. let the time do them. Yeah. You didn't want to have to shit next Bro, and it's just gross because there's just a toilet just right there in the bus, bro. And it, mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable going to take a piss, dude. Yeah. You know, you're handcuffed to a guy. They're watching you shit and piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it, it sucked, bro. You know, so we get there. 
you know, four, five, six hours later. And, um, you know, it's just like I would have thought. People are screaming out their fucking windows and shit. Yeah. Like, you fucking bitch, I'm going to fucking kill. You know? Yeah. It, it was just a trip, bro. It was a trip, yeah. dog. And um, I'm walking through the bowling alley. That's what we call when you're outside, like when you're walking the line, going to chow, going mm-hmm. to get your laundry, you know, going to, you know, law library or pill window. You got to walk the bowling alley, which is like this fucking in the center of the prison. It's got like this gated, at least ours did. Middleton wasn't really like that, but ours, it had these gates and fences that we had to walk through. And there's like a line and shit on the floor. And, um, you know, I'm walking through that and I'm looking around at this fucking place, dude. And it's fucking huge, bro. It was huge. Yeah. And there's just fucking hundreds of dudes screaming at you and shit. It's very intimidating, bro. I get like, it myself. Like guys screaming at you as, as yeah, at the like, new inmates, like the new people yeah, coming in. Like they're, hell yeah, dude. They're mm-hmm. fucking talking hella shit, dude. Hella shit. Mm-hmm. And throwing shit at us like, you know, dude. I'm telling you, it was crazy, bro. Yeah. And they were in a lockdown, too, so that's probably why else they were all in their windows. I was wondering why everybody was in their fucking cells. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it was a max unit, but I didn't think that it would have been locked down. Like, I I was like, fuck, I'm going to be locked up 23 hours a day. But, no, nah, they were during, like, a lockdown. And I get in there, and, uh, you know, I, as soon as I walk in, bro, this fucking dude was like, hey, you white? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you a wood? And I was like, no. He's like, you're still getting a heart check, bitch. And I was like, fuck me, dude. So like the three, four days I'm in my cell, I'm fucking having a panic attack, bro. Like, yeah. what? I'm going to get my ass beat by some white boys. Mm-hmm. When they popped the cells, you know, I was like, man, just go out there, bro. If yeah. I stay in my cell, dude, they're going to fuck with me even harder. Yeah. So I go out there and I go up to the dude's cell that said that and I tap on his door and I'm like, hey, yo, I was like, um, if I got to get a heart check, cool, but just like, let me know, bro, <laughs> what's going yeah. on. Yeah. If I got to do it, just let me know, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I was just fucking with you, man. <laughs> and they were all laughing and I was like, oh, bro, come on. He was like, but yeah. I respect they came up here and talked to me. But it was dropped like that for like a month yeah. or two, you know. They never fucked with me, and mm-hmm. but you know, because like, I know, I know we had talked to about like I'm trying to remember correctly and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you no, said, like there's like like once you're in there, there's no like really being on your own like at all. Like it's right. not um, you have to. It's. I'll let you go. I'll let you go into that. I guess. Like. No, is, you're good, bro. Is that? Is that? Is, that, is it how? How? That's how did basically that work? the I gist. I can't yeah. remember. All, you all can be solo, but this is how they told us, bro. You better be able to fight, and you better be able to fight hard as fuck. Yeah. Because there's no rules if you're a solo. They can kind of just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And. Um, but then again, I never went looking for problems, bro. I minded my yeah. business. Yeah. Um. I read a lot, you know, I was always like doing people's, you know, like, you know, law work and I was helping people with their cases and shit. I just kind of minded my business, bro. You know, I did yeah. my own thing. I hustled, 
you know, I, I just did whatever. But yeah. there are those people that just want to fuck with you. And yeah. um, that's just how it is, bro. And mm-hmm. for some reason, it was always the black dudes that gave me problems, bro. And mm-hmm. that's just it is what it is, bro. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, I didn't go in there on that state of mind or anything. And it just it happened like that, bro. Yeah. And um, I don't have any animosity towards anybody. It's prison, bro. You know, yeah. it is what it is. It's a it's a different but, world entirely. Because right. like like Fossil Ridge was a very diverse place. Like you right. had a little bit of everybody from different social classes. You had and then Central High School, like a lot of a lot of really well off kids uh, went to Central. You know, you're around like very diverse group. Right. Right. Very diverse group. So going, I can only is, imagine right. going from that to like somewhere where it's like, no, you're either going to be with your people or not. And right. then, and then I remember yeah, you were telling me crazy. you had like a, you had like a roommate or a cellmate that was, uh, he was a part of one group and you were a part of another. Yeah. And y'all yeah. were real close and he was a really yeah. smart guy. Yeah. He was an 18 year old kid. He was a, he was a, he was a black gangster disciple. Mm-hmm. He was in there for murder. But he was a really cool dude, bro. You know, despite what he did, you know, me and him, you know, mm-hmm. we just hit it off, bro. But it, you can't, it's not like our our people are in the cell with this. You can't tell me what to do in my house, bro. It just yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I was real adamant about that. What I do out there in the run and what I do in this, out in, you know, out in the day room and mm-hmm. out, <laughs> that's entirely different. But when I'm in my house, bro, and uh, all that shit, it, you know, all that skin color bullshit, it never, mm-hmm. that that wasn't the aspect I looked at. I looked mm-hmm. at the, you know, the, the just the feeling like I was a part of something. It wasn't like, like, mm-hmm. I had, when I had gotten my lightning bolts covered up, mm-hmm. It hurt more, and the reason why I put it off so long is because it wasn't what it represented. It's what mm-hmm. I had to go through mm-hmm. during it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it like, wasn't, y'all are at like almost like war together. Like right, you're, not you're, even, bro. Not even, I had more problems with white people than I did yeah. with any other people. But the people that I would be fight, like people that would prey on me and try and fuck with me, were black dudes, and mm-hmm. you know. That's how they were with everybody in there. Mm-hmm. They were trying, they were running. There was a lot more of them, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it's prison, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, but even at that, bro, like the four years I was down, I only mm-hmm. got maybe 12 fights. And I would say about seven of those were with black dudes and the rest were fucking white dudes. Mm-hmm. And those white dudes, though, had it coming and they had, a reason for it like my i was like i enforced a strict no sex offender policy in my pod Mm -hmm. strict if you came in there and you were white and you were a chomo or child molester Mm -hmm. um you either pack your shit and get the fuck out or me and a couple dudes were gonna kick your ass and get you the Mm -hmm. fuck out of there Mm -hmm. and um i think that because i was i was never and like i said it was more shit like that like it wasn't even and we weren't even in there like fight it wasn't no right like race riots and all that stupid yeah. shit you see on the movie yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. it's not i mean there's riots but it's with the you know the one i got in like this huge mm-hmm. scar on my fucking head you see that bitch across my forehead right there bro mm-hmm. yeah that was from that you know what i mean 
but that was it was like everybody bro everybody it was just chaos it was just fucking crazy bro yeah chaos you know yeah and it wasn't even it was over some dumb shit it wasn't even like it's not like that in there bro it's not like people are just like you know it just wasn't like that for me it's bro. not a race it war like you like all of us see and like, it like just wasn't, all those yeah, things, it wasn't like some of those that. things may exist, like the gangs and stuff like it's that. It's segregated for sure, but yeah. it's not like everybody fucks with everybody in there. You and live you, with each other every day, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to see this motherfucker's face every day. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's like you're saying, like you had a roommate that was obviously in a different uh, sect than you were. And he he uh, y'all y'all were good buddies, though. At the same right. time. Right. Like, we ate together, which I wasn't allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, like some of the some of the bylaws and shit that I had to follow. Yeah. Like I wasn't supposed to like take debts like from mm-hmm. Mexicans. Or, but that was how they were. It was supposed to be like that for everybody. So it would keep the tension down. Yeah. Because if you if you go and you ask, say I went and asked an essay for a fucking alone right on some stuff or he went and asked the white boy on alone yeah and then say a tongo blast guy right the mexican dude owes the white dude money the mexicans are going to get mad at their own dude their guy for being like why in the fuck didn't you come ask us now you got the white people mad at us and it's causing problems you get what Mm. i'm saying so it's like you weren't really supposed to do it but people did it anyways like mm-hmm. I said, everybody fucked with everybody in there. Yeah. Like the black dudes had the tobacco. And I just, I started figuring all this stuff. And that's why I kind of just laid, I did my own thing really mm-hmm. for a while until I couldn't really do it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, bro. Oh, no, you're money. good, man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And Go for it. Like, like Zoo, that kid, bro, like the sheer fact that me and him were cool and his his black gangster disciple partners knew that we were really cool mm-hmm. bro they used to like get me hygiene and shit and they yeah. wouldn't tell anybody mm-hmm. they wouldn't make it noticeable they'd give zoo like a bag or something and then he'd give it to me yeah just out of like good grace because they know like and everyone knew i was half puerto rican too and mm-hmm. i had to get my ass kicked 10 times harder because of it but I just fell in that way. It wasn't like my mindset was like, oh, this racist, you know, I hate fucking spit. No, dude, it was nothing like that. It was mm-hmm. nothing like I got in where I fit in, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, um, and a lot of people too, like, I wonder, like a lot of people like that were in our groups and stuff, they were all different races. We had right. some, some Hawaiian Tongan right. uh, friends. We had, uh, a uh, six foot four Hispanic monster friend, right. <laughs> and right. uh, Zach Zach's a beast, man. Who's a uh, he's a big dude. But he but, was um, the nicest dude ever. To he me, was, man. man. Big you heart. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. big big heart, amazing yeah. guy. And who the fuck am I to go in there and become a separatist? Which yeah. I never was. So did that? I, did, did did having those groups of friends on the outside? I know we were uh, we talked. There were some there were some still shitty friends that you that you had prior oh, yeah. to going in, but. Um, coming from that that diversity, did that also maybe like say like I guess mold you to into the idea of like yeah you know I'm not just gonna 
go a hundred percent in on this right. ideology. I'm not just like I know what I know what I had. You know? Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see. And there's a lot of people that um automatically assume that, bro. Yeah. There is. There are people that assume that because of what I had to do what I had to to do to survive in there, not mm. necessarily for my life, but just to to get to to do my time. Yeah. Means yeah. that I, I I'm this person, this fucking like Nazi dude. No sir. Mm-hmm. Never was even a Nazi. A Peckerwood isn't even a Nazi, bro. Actually, Peckerwoods started in California mm-hmm. against the Aryan Brotherhood because the Aryan Brotherhood used to sell their own white boys, used to kill them, mm-hmm. take their shit, their own people, their own kind. The people wow. that they should be looking out for, that they're talking about the supreme race type shit, yeah. they're doing it. So the Peckerwoods created themselves. Mm-hmm. Solo white boys that weren't going to get told what to do, weren't going to do all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, weren't going to be. And that's how even the Mexicans did that. There's a gang, in, a prison gang in Texas called Tongo Blast. And that the Tongo stands for Texans Against Negative Gangs or negative gang organizations. And mm-hmm. their whole thing was to get the Mexican mafia, the Latin Kings, Texas syndicate out of the prison floor, because that's what they were doing to the Mexican people too. Mexicans used to not even be able to use fucking phones and shit mm-hmm. in the early two thousands and the nineties and eighties without having to pay or mm-hmm. going, can't use the fucking weights without having to pay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So they created the Tongo blast. Mm. which got all that shit out out of which in, in itself is the kind of it's a good thing but it's a it's it's their gang so it's never a good thing but it kind of is yeah you know all of our time would have been a lot harder if mexican mafia and shit was in the fucking prison that's that's so crazy it's like there's this whole political system going on with all these different political parties and right. it's 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 just insane you can hard like very political from the outside yeah Someone from the outside can probably can really hardly wrap their mind around it and the no, realities, it's a whole different realities of it. Yeah. It's oh a yeah. Whole another civilization, dog. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. And and what would you say uh, the majority of the offenders are? I think we talked about this on the phone last time too. I I, I want to say we said a lot of people um, come in there on drugs or things or yes, drugs or drugs led to. Crimes. Wow. That's and that's insane. Shit ton of people. Our prisons are overflowed with just people and petty crimes, petty thefts, petty drugs, weed charges. Yeah. And that, and that's that's insane to me because you know my perspective is, and I don't have like like I mean, I'm not like the uh my perspective doesn't mean I'm the all holy or some shit like that, but like my perspective on this whole thing is like why are people like cause cause these going to prison, um and this is an assumption is like, once you get into that system, it's kind of like our, our, our buddy egg roll. Like he's, he's kind of stuck in, in a system now. And why would you want someone to be stuck in that system for petty crimes and drugs? Like someone that's involved with drugs should be in rehab. They shouldn't be in prison. That's, and that's my opinion. Doesn't mean it's it's the best one for real crimes. Egg roll is dealing with guns and fucking doing serious crime people i'm it's the truth people like him deserve to be in prison they come out here and they they're they're hurting people and they're doing fucked up shit yeah Yeah. 
Absolutely. You should go to prison. But like you're saying, drugs and shit, nah, man. They need to make a system for that. But they don't yeah. because there's just no money in it. Yeah. They're losing money. Mm-hmm. You know how much money prisons in Texas <laughs> make? You know how much it costs the feds and all that? The state yeah. and the government to fucking finance all this shit? Yeah. We even make all of our own shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All from the clothes we wear to the mats we sleep on to the food yeah. we eat. Yeah. It's it's crazy, it's, bro. Yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 crazy. It's 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 unreal. Like it's just it's disappointing. Conditions like, were shit. Yeah. It's really I mean, disappointing. Dude, You'd think we would be a lot further along to kind of understand something as something as simple as like, why would you want to keep a drug addict in the system and not if and and then when the right, majority of these, oh no, you're good, dude. No but, worries. Um, you're exactly right, bro. You'd figure after all these years, they'd, they'd figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, like I said, it boils down to one thing and that's money. Yeah, for sure. It's like a corporation. It's like a business, just like anything else. And when you're, when you're like a business, what are you going to do? You're going to like, it, what's your incentive? My incentive is to, you know, the more inmates I get and keep in the system, the better, the better business makes uh, better businesses, the more money I'm making. So what do I got to do to keep this cash cow going? So right. it's, it's that, and that's kind of fucking sickening as well. When you look at it from that perspective, because we're not just talking about, you know, selling apples and oranges. We're talking about fucking human lives. We're talking about, people. you know, American people. And that's fucked up. That you know how much a tray of our food cost? You know how much one meal cost? How much? 67 cents. Mm-hmm. I That's think, how much our tray of food is worth. 67 and I, cents. I know this This is this is kind of crazy, too. Um, I think that's the same price that uh, our our meals are out, out when we go out, like, to the field to train and stuff like that in the military. We get um, – and I think we actually – I think prisons get the same kind of food. They're called a uh, UGRAs or heat and serves. And they're basically right. like this box and there's like three boxes and they make up 50 servings and um, you break them down. And all it is is boiling water for the most part. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and you I boil water and you, yeah. you throw that shit in the boiling water. And that's, that's about it. Yeah. And they, they call it a miracle grow. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, uh, Man, that's rough. If that's all you're eating too, that's not fucking fun. Yeah, they got all their money they, all from commissary and shit. Like, if you wanted to eat good, you better be having commissary, bro, because yeah. you're not eating that good. Yeah. But, I mean, you're in prison, dude. It's not a yeah. fucking daycare or, yeah. you know, it's not I, a fucking nursing school. Yeah. You know, they're not going to make it comfortable for you. And that's the whole thing. Like, when I got released, bro, you know, I went through Huntsville mm-hmm. and, um, the walls unit and mm-hmm. i guess we got hit with the hurricane and mm-hmm. shit because mm-hmm. there was a bad storm bro and the whole fucking first floor of that unit flooded about a foot Damn. yeah and dude there was a foot of water in my cell for three days yeah it took them three days to get that water out of the cell i couldn't dude i had to piss in my toilet from the bunk I Damn. had to take a shit, bro. I had to climb from my bunk to the toilet mm-hmm. and squat while I was on the toilet mm-hmm. so my feet and shit weren't in that disgusting fucking water. Yeah. It was crazy, bro. Yeah. 
and I'm crazy. sure some 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 of that is unprecedented. Like you can't like you know predict a hurricane or what to do about that. That that's kind of fucky. But I know we'd also talked about like when you went to go get some glasses, how it fucking took you forever. Like there's just oh, not yeah. an incentive to get shit done. So like, lo and behold, you're three days still with water in your fucking cell, and that's not livable conditions. That's fucked. Like they, regardless right. of what you went what you went to prison for or whatever, like you're still a human being. Exactly. But, you know, and these guards, they take, you know, they, you know, their whole job was to make you miserable in there, dude. And that's what they did. Yeah. You know, finally, you know, when they finally start getting some shit done in there, you just see some random inmates doing it. So it's not like they're doing Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's us that has to do it. So it's not Mm -hmm. like there's like, I I just never understood like, Mm -hmm. and that exactly is why. Mm-hmm. I haven't been back in fucking five years. I gave it yep. up. Yeah. I stopped doing all that shit because it wasn't worth it. And I'm going to tell you all these people out here that, you know, I wish I could tell some of these youngsters nowadays, like you don't want to go in there and do what the fuck I had to do. Yeah. I wasn't a violent person before I went in there, but I was when I got out. I'm yeah. a whole different human. My, I'm riddled and fucking tattoos Mm-hmm. You know, all this shit is like, I have iron crosses and dumb shit all over. Me. And mm-hmm. I look back at that and I'm like, you know, it was, it wasn't worth it, bro. It wasn't, yeah. you know, yeah. none of that shit was. And I guarantee you all these people talk shit and act hard, but around here, but it's not what you want to do, bro. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not, um, you know it's not a good image. You know, it's yeah. taken me many, many years since then to kind of be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And I'm 27, bro. You know, mm-hmm. by the time my dad was 27, he had two kids, had yeah. a house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just now getting my life started. Yeah. And, you know, I got out and, um, you know, I was doing really good. I went to a halfway house in Waco and, mm-hmm. um, it was a faith-based halfway house. It was really good. They got me a job off the jump. You know, we used to go fishing on the Brazos, you know, and I'm not going to lie, dude, the the country part of Waco is really beautiful. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Waco is real. It's real pretty, especially in the spring when all the flowers are blooming, Mm -hmm. you know, Waco is like, I always looked at Waco as like a weird, like, you know, David Koresh and all the shit that went on in Waco. I'm just like, always had this stigma with Waco. Yeah. You know, but you know, Baylor, you know, they were doing all this expanding on Baylor and shit when I went and it was just flourishing, dude. It was really badass to be able to go there during that time. And, and that's really what kind of, if it wasn't for Waco and me not jumping straight back home, right back, you know, to the old shit, you know, I probably would have been back in prison by now. Yeah, for sure. Cause that you had said too, like, that's a big part of getting out. It's like going, going to get a job immediately and like starting. Right a product productivity and not back in the similar circles. And you said you like, you shut a lot of people out, you know, you shut some shit down, which honestly, like, you know, cause I know you're not very active on social media, right? Right. I just have a Facebook, you know, dude, I, I, I respect that a hundred percent. Even people that's a, that's a whole nother story. I don't even have a phone, bro, but I just, you know, I have a phone, but I don't have a number. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have a car. Um, it's 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 a personal i mean it's like 
personal choice and it's also like you know dude i respect that shit because these these little motherfuckers because you went you went in before like these were what they were right like before yeah i mean there were smartphones and shit but they were like you know i I, when i went in i had like a g1 or some shit like that yeah dude these motherfuckers are manipulative as fuck you're 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 doing the right thing i'm telling you right now like i told my wife this morning i was like dude we got to put this shit down like this shit is (laughs) So you're doing the right thing. It creates know, all know, kinds of anxiety and shit. Yeah, bro. Like I know you're doing it for reasons like um, because you're not you're trying to you're trying to stay on the path, which is fucking smart. Um, and, but man, I, I get I get really like uh, like a bad conspiracy theorist, like the government's trying to fucking manipulate me or some shit. With I these do phones. too, bro. And that's a uh, you know I'm big on you know I have this thing right now. You know this is gonna be real. You know, but whatever, dude. You know I just you know talk a little shit but i'm yeah. into like the chemtrails and shit pretty heavy yeah and so is Go my dad it. we're yeah we're, we're we're kind of into it you know we've been noticing a lot of differences in our skies and shit and yeah i like i, I follow these groups and shit and like yeah. you know it it, it does create because you know like i do think that they you know i believe that in geoengineering basically you know, I believe I believe in it only because like there is a lot of shit, a lot of research, a lot of shit mm-hmm. that um is accessible to the public. So it's not like yeah. it's hidden. Yeah. Um. But a lot of these conspiracy pages, they start getting into like, you know, uh, you know, uh, a satanic a baby blood sucking government officials yeah. and all the yeah. crazy shit that comes with yeah. it so it's it like becomes it's like a rabbit hole this rabbit hole yeah yep yep and then, and then next thing you know you like you don't like with conspiracies like i i'm i definitely listen and read a lot of them but the problem is is once you believe one you start to absorb all of them right it's like dude. you gotta be you never gotta be ends. Like, yeah it never ends and next week there'll be some new shit and what a fucking time with coronavirus, right? So, like, right. what are most people doing? They're stuck to their fucking phones reading this shit 24 yeah, 7 on 5G and coronavirus. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. But, That's uh, crazy, dude. So, I wanted to ask you too, um, right. what, what was, uh, what, what were your goals coming out of prison and stuff? Like, what was it that, like, what do you have for yourself now, like, to stay, like, on, on the path and keep, keep doing what you're doing? Really, bro, my, my goals when I got out were basically, honestly, dude, I didn't really have any. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even yeah. understand. I didn't know what was going to become of my future. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. I'm, you know, man, um, when I, when I first got out, you know, um, like everything was cool. I was working, you know, I met my beautiful girl, you know, and, um, so starting my life and um crazy story but you know <laughs> i was trying to show off and act like a fucking badass and i was cooking on the grill i was gonna yeah. cook some brats on the grill right and um mm-hmm. i put too much lighter fluid on the grill mm-hmm. and i lit it and fucking the fucking grill exploded and uh, my <laughs> arm got caught in it fuck <laughs> i burnt the dude when i tell you i fucked my left dude. arm up i fucked it up good damn so and I was trying to be a tough guy and be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, 10 minutes later, I was like, I got to go to the emergency room. Dude, I was starting to, like, blister up and shit. Yeah. My arm was swelling. So I get there, dude, and, like, you know, I was in a lot of pain, bro. So I wasn't really yeah. thinking about shit too much. I just wanted to get good because I had to work and shit. Yeah. 
And um, so they come in there and they have some like shit. They have like some anti-inflammatories and they had um, morphine and they went ahead and they fucking, they just put the shots in. They didn't really tell me. They just said, we're going to bring you something for the pain and some, some stuff for the swelling. But at that moment, I wasn't thinking like maybe, you know, and that, you know, shut down any after that, you know, and I had the, the opiates in me again, you know, that mm. shut down any any type of thought of goals and shit, you know. Mm. And that's where I was, you know, telling you about that, you know, even after that act of, you know, addiction, it, it just it lingers, bro. And yeah. You know, I had to deal with that for a long time, bro, since I've been now mm-hmm. on and off. And um, I've had the most clean time I've had now since I've by myself, bro, you know, no rehab. You know, it's just. A, I was going down that cycle, bro. Yeah. And um, like I told you how I felt lucky and all that, because I was able to pull out finally. Yeah. And. I've created like this system where, you know, I got back into doing shit that I loved. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I started skateboarding again. I got, I'm trying to get into content creating. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get into the whole streaming and content creating thing. Mm-hmm. I've got my Twitch and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I have a few followers and shit. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I just do random shit on there. Like I'll do like a Resident Evil walkthrough or yeah, just some, I'm just trying to figure it out right now. I'm trying to learn it and I'm trying to figure out the algorithms, like what Mm -hmm. the titles I should use and how I should, you know, and once, you know, I'm trying to develop my personality and then I want to be able to take the clips from Twitch and then put them on YouTube. So that way, if I'm not streaming, I have content on YouTube that people want. I like playing like horror games and, um, you know, I just found something that I could channel all that shit and I mm-hmm. can channel it into video games and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, just not, you know, it's it's a way that I can clear my mind and decompress. Yeah, yeah. productivity, right? So it's like right. not like doing something productive, not something that's back doing right. bad shit or like like uh, not being like just sitting around not doing shit because when that happens right. then you can get complacent and get back into bad habits, blah, 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 all exactly. that shit. That's what's up, man. Exactly. And I, I think, I think that's, that's, um, that's, that's a really good way to start doing stuff. Even if you don't fucking know what you're doing, bro, like just right. do it and you'll figure that shit out along yeah, the way. Figure it yeah. out. I mean, you got to learn somehow. And yeah. a lot of people's problem is, is that, like one of my issues was patience. You know, I never had Mm. the patience to do shit. I wanted everything to be right then and there. And, um, you know, but all these, all these traits, I'm, you know, I'm learning to develop myself. You know, I've never really had all this shit, you know, these, you know, this mentality, you know, because I've always thought one way, you know, Mm -hmm. and, It's hard for what I think what it is, is people become too comfortable being one way. Yeah. And to do something different, it creates uncomfortable. They become uncomfortable and nobody wants to be uncomfortable, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think Uh that's, you know, that's what, what a habit is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We, 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 we like, like I told some, somebody this shit, I was like, 
was telling him, I was like, dude, like majority of your life is going to be like you being at work, like you working, like struggling, doing all that shit. Like a small percentage of your life is you like actually achieving the goal, beating the level, fucking getting the award, whatever the, whatever it is like that. And that's such a small part of your life. Like, you know, like getting the promotion, all that shit. But like, right. you got to fall in love with like the struggle, like, or, li- right. li- or learn how to live with that shit because that's everything right there. And if you can't enjoy that, then maybe you're doing the wrong fucking thing. Find something else. Exactly. So, and what the fuck do exactly. I know? Though, dude? <laughs> I'm just a regular I mean, guy. Like you I know said, something, bro, <laughs> because I mean, you're doing, you're doing fantastic for yourself. So you, you, you understand something, you know? Yeah. I and, appreciate it. Yeah, man. No, I'm I appreciate the opportunity to be able to, you know, put, put, just put a story out there and yeah. I hope other people kind of get, I hope people look at it with, a, you know, an open mindset and see mm-hmm. that how a, a, a sub, a suburb fucking cops, kid fucking, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, how crazy, you know, someone's life can be. And then yeah. when you think that, you know, this person is always going to be that way. And then you see how, I did all that shit, but I managed to be where I am today. And if yeah. I can do it, surely if I can do it, yeah, anybody can do it, bro. Fuck yeah, because dude. I was as far out there as you could possibly be, bro. Absolutely. And um, and I think people just they think that I don't know, man. I just it's it's a very tricky world to understand, especially mm-hmm. the one of addiction and and crime. You know, yeah. it's very, uh, you know, you can never truly understand people why they do what they do. And yeah. um, I still have a hard time kind of putting my finger. I, you know, I can blame my mom. I can blame my dad. I can blame this. I can blame that. But in the end, I made all my decisions. Mm-hmm. So I want I'm trying I'm still trying to figure out why I did that. So maybe in the as I'm progressing, I can, you know always have that in mind but it's and but then again it's really not that important because it, it's the past and all that shit's done yeah. but i still have a hard time understanding exactly where things went wrong and why mm-hmm. well, i guess i guess but, it's important too right it's it's important to know right. where you came through came from so you know where the fuck you're going you know so exactly i, I get I want, it i want to know what to look out for you know yeah absolutely because hey. sometimes these sometimes the same problems present themselves uh, later down in life, just in a exactly. different way. And you just, and if you don't remember like, Hey, well, how the fuck did I handle that? Oh, okay. Now I remember. Right. Yeah, I, don't, don't exactly. fuck with that guy. That type of guy That's will fuck exactly you over. It. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, dude, since I've, you know, gone down this different path, I'll tell you now I've been tested harder now than I've ever been in my life. And that's where I've been developing a spiritual, a spiritual sense that mm. I've never had before either. You mm. know, I was, I have a pentagram tattooed on my hand for fuck's sake. You know, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. as nihilistic as yeah. far out as I didn't believe in none of that shit as you yeah. can be. But I don't know, dude, the way that things have been lining up and just mm-hmm. how everything has been. And I just mm-hmm. don't think it's coincidental, you yeah. know, especially with some of the, just the tests I've had recently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, it's been good to be able to pass and know that you've did something right. 
when it, it could have been so easy for you to do the wrong thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and every time you overcome one of those obstacles, I think it separates you from that, that past life more and more. And that's what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's just having the willpower to be able to do it, bro. It really is. Yeah. Some of that shit, it's, there's been some instances that were very difficult, but I managed to pull through and it's not easy, bro. It's not for, you know, like for example, you know, a lot of people go to rehab, go mm-hmm. to get on Suboxone if they're trying mm-hmm. to get off opioids or methadone mm-hmm. or they do this or do that or go to psychiatrist, get on this. I haven't done any of that shit, bro. I didn't mm-hmm. go to rehab this time. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, go to NA. I tried NA a couple times. I just mm-hmm. don't like NA. There's too much talking about getting high in there. I understand the 12 steps and all that work. Yeah. And I, I, I will never take that away from anybody. Yeah. You know, Some do things what work works. Different. Yeah. Do what works. Yeah. For me, I couldn't do it because I just, I couldn't talk about drugs like that. Not saying yeah. that it's just, it's, it's, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't yeah. do in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I and mean, then, and I don't know how I did it, bro. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know how I did it, but well, I keep doing whatever you're doing because it's working, bro. yeah hell yeah and And the one thing about it uh na is na the same thing as aa yeah it's they're the both they're basically alcoholic and then na's narcotic you can go to aa if you you can go to either or if you're Mm -hmm. fucking you know they're 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 the same shit yeah and the reason i asked too is because um those those things right they're they're very religious based they're right not to be they claim i know they claim yeah they claim they claim no, but, but they, they but are. They, but but they are. There's there's a lot of religious stuff involved in there. They say um, you're higher power, but when yeah. you start getting deeper into your steps, they start talking about God and your relationship to God and 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 all that. Yeah, and Jesus and, I, and all that. And and I know it does work for a lot of people, and that's awesome. But I was I was curious, like, do you think there's a trade off? Maybe like just playing. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Do you think like people uh, like they trade like one addiction to be addicted yeah, to God? For sure. That makes um, sense? I'll throw an example out there. Um, a homie of mine, mm-hmm. right. And I'm sure, you know, this guy, mm-hmm. but uh, I like think him, I know who you're talking about. I um, think, but he's doing amazing. And, yeah. But, and he was as far out there as I was, man, yeah. this guy, but not as much, but he yeah. was out there for sure. And, um, skater guy right yeah really scrawny dude yes sir yeah yeah yeah. i know and um when he switched when he did his switch um he went full-blown like you know yeah and i feel like but that's how you have to be Mm -hmm. yeah you know know, whatever works half in half out it yeah it i mean some things work for other people Right. And some things don't. And then some people, you know, I get it. Like I can only, I can only imagine, I can't really fully understand it, but I can see like, what path do I want to go down? Like I would much rather be obsessed about this than obsessed about that because that, that path leads nowhere. So I, I can get right. that. And then, you know, what, when you were saying earlier, like you're, you're becoming more um, spiritual, like I've noticed too, a lot of people talk about this, right. They say, um, they say they're they're not religious, but they're spiritual. Like, is that right. kind of what you're what you're alluding yeah. to? Like, what you're yeah. Talking about? I don't follow like 
that's exactly it, bro. Like you hit it right on the nail. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm not nothing like that. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, I'm more like Eastern philosophy than I am mm-hmm. Western. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just believe in energy and just, yeah. you know, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of into Taoism, bro. It's yeah. like, you know, it's going with the flow type shit. And, um, yeah. but when we want to talk about like my spirituality, it's mm-hmm. more or less like, bro, okay, let's put it like this. There's a few times I should be, I should have died, bro. Mm-hmm. A few times I overdosed and, um, you know, I woke up in a hospital, in IVs, my family around me type shit, or like, mm-hmm. you know, I was in a, woke up, apparently I was in a bathtub one time and like, mm-hmm. I woke up in an ambulance and shit. And like, according to them, I wasn't breathing, but I'm like, I don't remember any of that shit. Yeah. You know, there was no, you could say it was like, like I, I was talking to my friend last night. I call it the void, bro, because mm. when I think of those instances, it was, it's black, yeah. nothing. Just, I don't remember. There wasn't like any like epiphany. There wasn't no like, I saw Jesus or yeah, I had a vision or I saw a white light. It wasn't yeah. any of that. And, um, It was very frightening, bro. And it it scares me today to think about. But I feel like, you know, and all the people that have have passed today, you know, rest their souls. That should have been me Mm -hmm. because the way that I played with my life. Mm -hmm. And there has to be some purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I look at it. There has to be. Because Mm -hmm. or else... I wouldn't be here where I'm at today, right now in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a weird feeling, but, Mm -hmm. and I can understand why Will got the way he did. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to put names out there, but that's good. I I don't think he'd care either. I mean, um, you could say that, like, it's the same with me. Like, I play video games heavy now. Yeah. You know, that's, like, all I do. Like, I go to work, and I come home, and I play video games. Yeah. Like, literally, bro. Like, that's what my focus is on. But I can see how he felt that way because I'm starting to feel similar. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other recovering addicts Mm -hmm. go through the same feeling. They yep. start feeling a divine purpose, like yep. a more, a higher state of mind. And it's yep. really hard to explain, but yep. I know, I've been noticing the similarities. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I um, so it's an interesting journey that I'm going down right now because I never thought I'd be down this going down this tunnel but here i find myself going down the spiritual tunnel mm-hmm. you know and wanting to build a relationship with god mm-hmm. you know yeah and not the church yeah yeah i see what I you're just, saying I, i'm weird dude i'm i'm like i interpret the bible very very different yeah you know but that's yeah. me um that's me you know like you know 
I don't knock anybody now, especially me as, you know, a recovered addict. I wouldn't say recovered, but a recovering addict. Do you do any, um, like, uh, meditation or anything like that or, like, looked into that? Because I know that's a lot of uh, Eastern philosophy has a lot of stuff wrapped around that. I try, dude. Really, gaming is my meditation, bro. That's the way I go. decompress. Mm-hmm. It really is, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I just I just tune everything out. Mm-hmm. But no, I've never, as far as that, I've never like tried to meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm still trying to control my hyperactive mind, mm-hmm. which is another reason why I game. You yeah. know, I just have a lot of, you know, I just yeah. have a racist mind. Yeah, but I don't think that'll ever go away. You know, all the years of abuse. You mm-hmm. know, I just think that's one of those things yeah. that'll be there. But yeah, well, there's a lot of ways to do it, right? Like meditation. A lot of people think uh, it's just like sitting down and like focusing right. on your breath I or think something. Any but way you, you can press. you can do it. You can do it through working out, like exactly. Sure. So and you and you're skateboarding again, like you said. So like, right. there, there's a lot of like attention that you're focusing on very. Uh, small movements and exactly in, on your body which is yeah, I, I would consider a meditation in its own exactly it's a For conditioning sure. of the mind it really mm-hmm. is because you have to focus on how you're going to flick the board and then you have to focus mm-hmm. on how you're going to land and mm-hmm. how you're going to do this because you don't want to mm-hmm. bust your ass because you're almost mm-hmm. fucking 30 years old and you're going to break something you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and it's a repetition it's over and over yep. and over again and then uh, you fine tune that, that mind, you're not fine tuning just the body, you're fine tuning the mind. Exactly. And then those things translate in other aspect of your life. Right. Cause now, you know, I've got a good job, you know, and now me and my girl are finally, ha- we're getting happy. You know, yeah. there's been a lot of damage in our shit and it's, yeah. you know, it's because of <laughs> drugs, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a dark, it's a dark, dark place, bro. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, bro. I wouldn't. And I, I would I would I would feel empowered and I would feel like it was my duty if someone came to me for help or if like, say, for instance, this podcast gets out yeah. there and it touches somebody, Yeah. you know, not just on the drug aspect, but on the, you know, where where it leads, you know, once you just get to that that mindset and you make a change like it's not going to take one day you know like the homies that i you know my homies have recovered that have gotten through it you know it didn't take one day took many years yeah like homeboy we were just talking about that didn't happen overnight i used Mm -hmm. to work with him at little caesars Mm -hmm. and he was you know when i first got out he um you know he gave me an opportunity Mm -hmm. you know and um, that's what it's all about, bro. It's people giving people opportunities, bro. Mm-hmm. And people helping people, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think as more as time transpires, bro, I think, I really do think this country and people are just losing touch, man. Yeah. And um, we're not as connected to for judge. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're connected. We're connected anything. through this fucking thing, but we're not connected, exactly like for real. Nothing like, what we say in our face matters, bro. What matters yeah. is what Facebook says, you know, yeah. or Twitter or fucking, you know, and it sucks, bro. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I bet you, for example, I say that you're like fucking Joe Rogan and I went on this podcast <laughs> and I got to talking about yeah. fucking, you know, how I was a fucking peckerwood. You yeah. know, imagine how 
many people would have berated me and yeah. criticized me and yeah. judged me online. Yeah. You know, and, and that's probably, the thing. And uh, sorry, keep going. No, you're good. No, I was saying, I was just like, I probably would have lost my job, you yeah. know, or something. They were. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing too. Like the internet, like becomes, it's such a fucking weird way to conversate with somebody. Like, that's why I like doing this shit the same way Joe yeah. probably does what he does is because like, there's a difference when I, when I send you a, a comment, like saying, Hey, you're a fucking racist. You're this, you're a piece of shit. Right. You're blah, blah, blah. And then it's set in stone. It's only a few words. And then that's it. There's no, like, that's it. I could say something to you right now. And then you can, you can say something back. And we can have like a discourse going back and forth, back and forth. Whereas once I say something on the internet, it's like permanent. It's like writing it on a tombstone and there's no going back. Like I, cause humans aren't fucking perfect, man. Humans make right. mistakes. So like, if I say something fucked up right now, then you can rebuttal and say, Hey, well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that or whatever. Like it's, it's, that's why I prefer doing this shit. That's one of the big right. reasons I started doing this stuff was because like, I realize I'm not perfect. I don't really use social media. And if I want to talk to somebody, I want to talk to somebody that has like a different perspective to mine. I want to talk to them in a long drawn out way where you can really get your thoughts and ideas. Out. Right. Not just exactly. sending me a fucked up comment. And then me having this fucked up view of what you are, or what you're not. Right. This is, this is how I get a this whole cancel culture shit nowadays. And this PC fucking like crazy world generation that we're in it's just i don't know man like yeah you know like my girl is mexican bro full-blown mexican right mm -hmm. um my mom's puerto rican full-blown mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um i came out with lightning bolts on my hand iron mm -hmm. crosses all over me fucking all kinds of shit yeah you know it took me years to cover some of this shit up yeah and um The shit people would say to me, bro, you know, and I'm like, do you like, like, you would never understand mm -hmm. even the slightest bit of the decisions that I had to make yeah, or what I had to go through as a child or a kid, bro. Mm -hmm. And, and to, for you to criticize me, that's why I just look at it with a grain of salt, bro. And I would just, you know. Obviously, my girl never seen that, didn't see that, you know? Yeah. Like, people are just fucking stupid, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people are fucking dumb, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I'm glad, you know, to have an opportunity to put my story out there. And For sure. I, ho I really hope somebody, you know. Yeah. Somebody, man, that's, 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 that's out there, man, that's going through shit, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure somebody you know yeah. that would be dope dude because i don't think enough people hear it dude yeah you know i don't think enough people are feeling it you get what yeah. i'm saying yeah i think as time goes on more stuff like this will transpire and um right the this the, these conversations will start taking place more i'm an optimist i really think this is kind of like the the future of where things are heading oh yeah i, I think there's a longing a for that i think there's a longing for that connection and I think people are starting to realize these things are manipulating them. Um, and uh, I think uh, as that continues, people are go longing for like a way back to how things not necessarily used to be, but to get that feeling back again. Right. 
And I, I, it's sad that people are like feeling like that. The only way to get back in touch with mankind is through, you know, is uh, through a digital aspect. That's the yeah. way, like I told my girl, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if 50 and a hundred years from now, shit's going to be looking like Blade Runner. Guaranteed. <laughs> like, yeah. For I real. Promise. For I real. Mean, even in that movie, it that's a good ass movie. Some huge, uh, fucking natural disaster happened, like a yeah. massive earthquake, and how New York and shit was flooded, and California was all fucked up, and so yeah. was the West Coast, and so they had to make these mega cities. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, bro. If I, I wouldn't either. Looking like this, it's, I it's, wouldn't we doubt it because we're getting yeah. like that, bro. Yeah, ever so slightly. Ever so slightly, bro. They're they're fucking. What's the word I'm looking for, bro? I'm looking for a word here. Uh, god dang, they're like trying to indoctrinate this shit super early, bro. AI, and like you know, everything a little bit at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For All sure. the shit we have, bro. You're telling me after how many years the iPhone's been out, dude? Fuck, the first iPhone me- came out like 2000. 2000 yeah i want to say it was around 2008 2009 and you're telling me they still look the fucking same yeah right yeah dude i'm 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 starting to get tired of iphones like i've had an iphone now for forever and there's this this new phone it's called the samsung uh z they came out the the Uh, original was samsung fold and it's literally like a phone oh yeah yeah, a smartphone that folds up and it folds out into like a, a mini tablet i'm like that shit's fucking cool that why, looks dope, why, yeah. why does every phone look like this? Like this, this That's is what I'm saying. So weird. trash. It's yeah. A, I'm over it. It's too. consumerism, bro. It's because yeah. people buy the dumb shit. That's yep. why. It's because yep. stupid people are buying it. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Dumb but, people um, like my fucking parents and shit that buy every iPad and iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, can y'all just like, why don't we buy a damn cruise or a fucking yeah. go to on a vacation that's, that's some perspective right there thousand dollars on an ipad yep that's some perspective right there because and those things mean more right like vacations with the family that's right. like like that shit means a lot more you feel well, that bro, we you, just you have a story to, to tell and shit. Vegas, you know dude like what, what's so bad about people doing that now yeah oh yeah that's right you got a fucking just coronavirus shit yeah. so now people don't want to do nothing but yeah I'm telling you, it's the world we live in, bro, where material shit is coming before everything else. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think, like I said, I think a lot of stuff is starting to come to a head. I think people are slowly starting to realize it. Don't know when the turning point is, but I think things will change for sure. But um, I think, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I got to start wrapping this up, man. But I want to ask you before, uh, uh, before um, we head off, like, where can people, um, is, is, is there anything you want to two things? So is there anything you want to, to let anything, anybody know about your testimony? I know we've probably gone over that a few times, right. but uh, is there anything like any insight or anything you would tell people? Um, and then also um, where can people find you on Twitch and all that stuff? And you, you'll have to oh, send, okay. me the, cool, send me, yeah. send me the links and stuff and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you the link for uh Twitch and all that. And, um, Dude, my testimony is, um, you know, I don't care what the fuck you go through or how tough you think something is 
happening or whatever, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, it's, it, and it's there if, 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 if you drive for it, you know, if, if you want it, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to get shit. If, <laughs> you know, if you're expecting it to just fall on your lap, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I had to fight for all this stuff and it was hard, but there's people that have been through it. There's people that are going through it and there's people that care about you. There's people that are there for you. And, you know, don't ever think that you're doing shit alone. Cause one thing, you know, everyone thinks that you're doing something alone. It's only them. Nah, bro. There's people all around you that are going through shit and that are, you know, overcoming something and that want to help you despite you know how intimidating it may seem because it is it is intimidating asking someone for help it's a could be a pride thing you know yeah like with me it was my pride Mm -hmm. but you know just you gotta overcome these things and it's all it's all a state of mind it is you know i was able to do it myself you know past the rehab, past people telling me what to do or how to think or how to be, I did it myself, mm-hmm. you know? And um, if I can do it, if Michael Denning can do it, and mm-hmm. anybody surely can do it. And, yeah. and if anyone needs something or needs advice or questions, you know, my Facebook is my name. So, you know, you know where to find me and um, I would yeah. be happy to help anyone. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Give me, hey, just give me just a second, and um, yeah. and then uh, I just gotta take a piss, man. Um, but uh, yeah, you're um, then, good. And then, and then um, tell uh, we'll go into your Twitch stuff real quick. So okay, cool. All right, give me just yeah, a second, man. Hell Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good, buddy. Dude, I was dying. Like the last, go, like, go. These, these last 30 minutes, bro, I was just like, just fucking hold it. Don't be a bitch. Just hold <laughs> you it. Gotta go. you gotta I was go, like, man. fuck it. Um, yeah, so tell us tell us a little bit about your Twitch. and. Um, yeah, man. So um, like I was saying earlier, you know, I got into the whole, just the idea of content creating. Mm-hmm. Um that's the technical term. That's what the streamers like to say is content creator type shit, you know, but I mean, it's just, like I said, it's my Avenue. It's my way Mm -hmm. of just finding a new passion on a new hobby, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and 
it's not like just Twitch. You know, I, I do the entrepreneur, the that mentorship program through yeah. Pipeline, and I'm doing like I'm trying to figure out how to start all of it. So I'm new in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Yeah, I'm not like a full blown streamer quite yet, but yeah. I, I, you know, I'm on it. You know, I'm doing my little playthroughs. I play a lot of Resident Evil. You know, I play FPS on there. I do a lot of first person shooters. You know, I play a mm-hmm. lot of Halo. Um, Mm -hmm. they'll probably anybody that follows my Twitch, you'll more than like, you'll see me on Resident Evil or you'll see me on Halo. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm a formidable foe on Halo. So if you got some skills, you can come, you can come get it. You know, you can come get the wax on there. You know, I love, (laughs) I love Halo. That's what I do, bro. You know, and, um, I'm hoping to be able to, uh, you know, a couple years from now, I'm hoping that it, it leads to something, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to be like a fucking doctor disrespect or shroud by any means, but mm-hmm. um, are these massive I, Twitch guys? Just, I want to have a platform. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I want to yeah. have something that, you know, I can not only, you know, have my content and my gaming, but I can have a way to put my, you know, my story out there too. Yeah. You Fuck know, yeah. be able to advocate for something maybe, or, you know, because I was telling you, I want to do like a philanthropist type. I want to raise money mm-hmm. and I want to donate. You know, I want to yeah. do stuff for, for um, you know, uh, you know, reintegration stuff. You know, I want to mm. make it easy for inmates, man, when they yeah. come out, especially nonviolent offenders, man, because yeah. they make it hard for all of us, dude. And I think, um, you know, that's that's my goal with this stuff. You know, yeah. that's my goal because everybody's on this stuff nowadays, man. You know, I'm yeah. old, I'm getting old, but, and I'm not very good with technology, but I'm thinking like all, all, everyone's on this stuff, man. Everyone's on yeah. Twitch. So yeah. there's no better. I, I don't think there's a better way to put, you know, put your, put, you know, put it out there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think you're on, on, on the right thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a persistence game. I mean, what do right. I, what do I know? I'm not, I'm nothing smart, but uh, you know, I just, I saw some guy the other day, I started listening to him years ago and he has his stuff, he has a podcast and he was like, he's, he puts like a picture and he was like, Oh, I started this back, back this many years ago. And it was around the time when I first started um, listening to him. And now he has like this massive following and he's been very successful yeah. and it's, it's just a persistence game. I mean, all yeah, my it's success, consistency, bro. Yeah, consistency. And um, all my uh, any success that I've had in my life so far has just been being consistent. So I think you got to, bro. You got to keep pushing shit like this out there. And mm-hmm. even when it's tough and you don't want to fucking do it, bro, you yeah, just got to sure. keep doing it, bro. For sure. For sure. You know, yeah, man. In a few years from now, you know, you'll be fucking right where you need to be, bro. Mm hmm. And what's, you know, what's the people po- aren't going to ignore you forever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you if know, you have like I mean, a like thousand me, videos, you know, it's kind of hard to, right. you put so much, right. after you put so much content out there, like it's inedible. Almost, right. it seems. It's inevitable. Exactly. That's like with me. you know, when I first started streaming, I would be talking to myself and fucking mm-hmm. playing by myself literally mm-hmm. for hours. Yeah. You know, and then like one day I'll get, you know, but this is when I had my mixer. I had a bigger following on mixer for mm-hmm. sure, but I was on it for a couple years, mm-hmm. you know, so I had a couple hundred followers and I had, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, when uh, Facebook gaming bought out mixer 
it fucked everything up for mm. a lot of people like my, myself. So I had to go to Twitch and I basically had to start from scratch. So that's basically what I'm dealing with right now. And it, it can be kind of stressful, bro. Cause mm-hmm. you feel like, what is it? Yeah. You know, and like, I don't have a web, I don't have a camera right now. So like no one can see my face. So it makes yeah. it that much harder. Cause my other one got all fucked up. So yeah, it's, I'm getting there, but yeah, you know, it's, it's in due process, bro. You mm-hmm. know, shit takes time. Yeah. Yeah, and just like uh, I was saying about that guy, like he showed the picture of his little desk and he was like, I only spent like, he only spent like a little bit of money, like, cause this is all he could afford at the time. And now, right. he's, now he's got a, a fucking got a whole set. setup. Yeah. <laughs> and that was only like a few years ago. And I was yeah. just like, God dang, it's wild. Yeah. So you, that's uh, how it is. Consistence, man. bro. Consistency. Yes, for sure. sir. So, so before I let you go to what I, I know, we didn't really talk too much about this pipeline. What's, what's, Right. What's up with the pipeline and stuff? Pipeline is like, cause I don't, I didn't know shit about streaming. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know shit about creating content or editing mm-hmm. or fucking anything. I didn't know mm-hmm. where to start. I didn't know anything. It's basically a mentorship program. And like, okay. you can write it off in your taxes too, because it's like, it's like a business, bro. Like mm-hmm. you can classify creating content for youtube and shit as a mm-hmm. business and mm-hmm. you can write write it off on your taxes mm-hmm. and um so basically you know it, it they just step by step break down what at first you have to read all this stuff and do all this shit and ha- it's like the fundamentals right mm-hmm. and then once you do that and you're ready to actually start streaming and stuff mm-hmm. um you know then they really break down shit for you on a personal level like they'll have like they'll have streamers like a few like i think it was every saturday they would have they'll have you know a streamer from like twitch or facebook gaming or youtube and they'll have like a personal they'll do like group ones and then like mm-hmm. if you pay for like the um if you pay for the premium one they'll do like mm-hmm. one-on-ones and the one-on-ones though, they're with like high end, they're top tier streamers like Stone mm-hmm. Mountain and like it's and they they watch your streams and shit yeah. and they break down what you could be doing ah. and then they help you come up with ideas mm-hmm. and just shit to get your views up and stuff mm-hmm. and help you develop your platform. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's badass, dude. So you're it's really like you're really 30- fucking doing this. You're like yeah. you you have like a mentorship program to really so to really get you going because you want to know right. like hey what can i do to make this fucking better right. and then once you get there is the goal like you said philanthropy uh, pro, sorry my, i'll get tongue-tied on this philanthropy yeah, you're good. and um um just to help inmates and stuff this is kind of like the, the where you want to build something and then from there you right. want to you want to build something else and take it take it exactly this is like the the exactly. stepping stone to get to the next thing right it is that's and it's awesome. hard, bro. I had to sit down and really think about what it is that I wanted to do. Yeah. Because I never knew that my whole life. And that was another reason why I could never fucking get my shit together is because I just didn't have a plan. Yeah. I didn't have any type of goals, any type of plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And, you know, I sat down and thought about it and I, you know, I want, this is what I want to do. I, I want to help other people and yeah, maybe man. not just with, you know, people coming back and people trying to find a halfway house. My, that's really to get down to the specifics. My, I want to eventually have like 
a tie like my hand in like halfway houses and shit and help people yeah. have a place to go because a big problem oh excuse me sorry a little a little belch but a, you're good bro a big problem was people not having a place to go a place to parole yeah. and then going to these shitty fucking state halfway houses where there's drugs and there's all kinds of fucked up shit and um i want people to have i would like people to have access to the type of um resources that i was lucky enough to to go you know the place i went was fucking amazing bro mm -hmm. you know it was fucking amazing we went hunting with bows and shit for rabbits like yeah. bro like that sounds badass it's just it was a badass experience bro you know i caught a big ass bass in the breath mm -hmm. it's like this runoff from the breast you know and it's stuff like that little shit like that that can really make the fucking difference yeah like sure. all the dudes that i was in that halfway house with most of them have wives none of them have gone back none of them have like uh you know reoffended. you know mm -hmm. and for somebody to have from you know that's that's what you need that's yeah. what people need yeah. they don't need to be a part of a system that's designed mm -hmm. for you to fucking come back Mm -hmm. you know and 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 you've seen you've seen that right so you you yeah. know you know there's there's i don't want to say profit that's the 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 bad a bad term for it but you realize that there that is what people need and exactly people what they need is where you have everything you want on the other side it's like right. there's like a verse in the bible or something the more you give the more you shall receive or something like that and you know I'm, that's I'm, what that's what people need and you've identified is, that and bro. that's what you want to make it all right. about that's awesome. That's my five-year yeah, plan, dude. bro. Five years. I hope to be there, dude. That's five years is a is a great stepping stone. And that I'm I'm. It's awesome to hear you say that because I talked to some business uh, uh business uh, people, some uh, direct sales guys, and they right. they're very goal oriented and they talk about stuff like uh, goals and setting goals. And five years is is something that's brought up quite often in those communities about setting fi uh, right. five year five year plan. You know, when you right. can nail down, like, where do I want to be in five years? You know, that's, that's life-changing. That's because right. you can actually really, you know, start thinking about things a little bit more in depth than you would be like, where do I want to be when I retire? Like retirement right. is fucking, for me, it's like when I die, but I mean, retirement exactly. so far, there's so much. Shit I don't want to retire when I'm 75, bro. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be an 80 year old fucking guy. Goddamn Kroger, <laughs> you know, green yeah. people. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, for sure. you know, and not saying that it's not lucrative doing that. It is yeah. lucrative. It's very lucrative running a halfway house. There's a yeah. lot of money in it. Yeah. Because the people don't live there for free. They got to get a job and they pay rent. Like I yeah. paid rent. All I paid yeah. was 520 bucks a month. Yeah. But my meals were free. Um, You know, I had a roommate and shit. But other than that, and, you know, we couldn't have a girlfriend, you know. Mm. it was weird you know they wouldn't let you have a girlfriend shit we couldn't leave or anything we could only go to work and shit we mm. went to church sunday and wednesdays but you know it was all you know it just it it taught me responsibility and taught me like you know it also taught me how to make 40 dollars last me a week because they'd only give you 40 dollars mm. a week that's good you know so that's good stuff that they, it just it, it builds characteristics that people need when they get out of prison. My yeah. roommate was this black dude. His name was fucking Ghost, bro. Mm -hmm. And he was a fucking old school, old school crip. 
but man, he was in there for like 30 years, bro. Mm -hmm. Okay. He didn't even know how to fucking use a cell phone. I had to help him fucking show him how to text and how to, as soon as I showed him how to fucking FaceTime, he was in his bed under the fucking blanket talking to some chick, bro. As soon as he got his FaceTime, he fucking hit up some bitch. Bro, that shit was hilarious, but yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. These people, they don't, they don't, you know. They don't know what the fuck to do when they get out or where to go or what what a fucking phone is or yeah how to fucking use the damn uh you know a soda dispensing machine like I remember when I got out and I went to Payway and they had like this weird fucking like soda dispensing machine and it had all these buttons and fucking I was yeah. like bro this the future right here yeah I can only imagine dude yeah it's I've I've heard a lot of uh I've listened, watched a lot of documentaries and um, heard a lot of uh, other inmates' testimonies and then talk about like coming back to the real world is uh, it, it's a motherfucker. And I can, I can, because it's a different world uh, that you, when you went in to the world you came, you're coming out to. And I yeah. can understand too, like why, you know, it's easy to fall back into bad habits and circles because it's such a weird fucking world. And it's yep. hard to adjust. And those, it is, man. It's crazy. It is crazy, bro, and it's just only getting crazier. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I would hope, man. I, I would hope that, you know, everything pans. You know, that's my goal, man. Right mm-hmm. now, that's that's where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Slowly getting there, but surely, you know, you know. And like I said, my goal is to at least have my hand in it. I want to yeah. be like involved with it and like mm-hmm. be. I want it to be a thing in five years and I want to yeah. have money in it. I want to have, I want to be involved, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey man, it's, it's been really awesome. Um, I'm glad we yeah. did this. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, I am too. And stay in contact with me. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out every once in a while and, and keep up. And if ever I'm in town, we'll yeah, have to man. get together and hang out. Yeah, for something. sure. But, um, for sure. Take take care of yourself and send me all that info for where they uh, where you want people okay. to link up with you on Twitch or wherever. Okay. All right, man. Hey, yeah, man. I'm for sure, dude. Yeah, you take it easy, boss. I'm gonna get ready for work, dude. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell some of the people I fuck with that work, dude. Some of them need to check this shit out, man. Too. Yeah, man. So for send sure. me the link when you get all this stuff taken yep. care of, and then I'm on. shoot me all the info. Absolutely, Bet, dude. Well, you have a good day, man. I'll talk to you later, bub. Take care, dude. Later. Yes, sir. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to leave all the links in the show notes uh, to Mike Michael's Twitch, where you can connect with him and see what he's doing on there. Man, what an awesome guy. That's uh, that's one hell of a story. Um, the weight of it is uh, pretty emotional in a lot of ways for me because um, I grew up in that same uh, part of town, and I just, man, Michael has really been through it, and I'm really excited to see where the road takes him. He's done such a great job to keep on the path and do what he's doing, and I look forward to seeing what he, what he does with his Twitch and uh, uh, all the other stuff he, he has goals to set out to do. But um, you guys know what it is. All the artwork, all the cool shit that you see, guys, that comes from my good buddy, Mr. Sean Miller the man his stuff will be in the show notes as well um go check him out he's dope as fuck i love that dude um i'm gonna have him on the show here pretty soon too i uh really uh have had a great time um 
putting some of this stuff together with Sean. And also, like always, my good friend, Miss Kelly B, uh, all her stuff for her nonprofit uh, charity, Grace Within Me, that, all that good stuff, blah, 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 getting a little tongue tied. Uh, all her good stuff will be in the show notes as well. Um, Kelly has a nonprofit for. Um, for uh, uh, foster children and homeless out of the Fort Worth area. She does a lot of stuff, kind of like a middleman type thing. Um, if you're looking for a charity or something really dope to donate with um, or get involved with, you don't even have to donate, donate some of your time, um, hit up Miss Kelly B. Go check out her website. It's all going to be in the show notes, folks. Hey, guys, it's been fun. It's been great. Um, see you next time. Take care, guys. Later. <laughs>